Hi, friends, and welcome to the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Yoder, speaker and author of Pledge, Launching Your Kids Without Losing Your Mind. I'm also a counselor and a life coach, so I'm excited to talk about a topic that is tied into my very first book called Balance, Busyness, and Not Doing It All. Today's topic comes from a conversation I've been hearing quite a bit with moms, but especially young moms, especially moms who are raising toddlers, elementary age children, even teens and young adults. What I'm hearing from a lot of you young moms is that I'm not enough. When you crawl into bed at night, you are feeling that you, you haven't done enough, you aren't enough, there's, there's something that's missing. And as I've heard that over and over and over again, I've carried a burden for you. I think because all of us as moms, all of us as women really, desire to be the godly Christian woman that God has called us to be for our sphere of influence. And it's not just moms. Um, this is for women in all stages of life where we are pursuing Christ and we're pursuing Christ in that picture of the Proverbs 31 woman that scripture gives us that is so beautiful. What I often say to women when I'm um, sharing through a speaking event is that the Proverbs 31 woman was not one woman at one point in time. She did not do all of those things in one day. And we have got to keep that in perspective. So today I want to give you six principles about being who you are, where God has called you to be right now. And I want you to really put away the lie of not being enough. So when we think about what is enough, it really presents a picture of a constant pursuit, pursuit for perhaps the woman who does it all and who does it all every day with a smile on her face and a song in her heart. And ladies, that's just not who God has called us to be. God has called us to be a woman who is intentional, a woman who is a life giver. So the first principle about the lie of not being enough is that nowhere in scripture does God tell us to be that we have to be the woman who does it all. What God does tell us to be, which is who he has created us to be as women, is a life giver. You see, when you look at God's design for a woman, which we find in Eve, we see a woman that is different from man, a woman who physically has been given the ability to give life. Now, I want to say something very clear, and that is that being a mom or giving birth is not what makes you a woman. It's not where your validation, it's not where your identity is found. Women have the ability to give life, but God has not called all women to be a mother or to give birth uh, through her physical body, but what God has designed us in that life-giving nature to be able to to birth from the womb is also everything in the nature of a woman to be able to not just birth life but also to provide and care for 
So we are life givers. Women are not life givers through nurture, through our words, through our ability to care for other people in a way that is distinctly different from our male counterparts. And that happens in a variety of ways. And there's one thing that really is a lie of the enemy, and, and that is that as individuals, we fit into some type of gender role or stereotype that is in a box and it is very defined. That is untrue. God has designed each woman who is listening to this voice and beyond because God has designed and created every woman and every man also. And every human that is created by God is created to reflect his image. We are made in God's image. And as women, you are a life giver. So what does that mean? Well, that means that if you do not have children, then God is calling you to be a life giver with the very distinct strengths and personality and gifts and talents and skill set that he's given you. And there may be a season where you are a mother. There may be a season where you're in a mothering role. But being a mother does not equate to being a life giver or being enough. You, you are just how God has created you to be in the sphere of influence in your world right now. You are a life giver. So the question becomes, how do you do that? You give life through your words. You give life to others through, um, through your talents, through your gifts, through your presence, through caring for others, a way that is life-giving for others, but also life-giving for you. How do you interact with people in your job? How do you interact with those around you in your community, in your church setting, in a way that is just life-giving? And life-giving does not mean that you are doing great things all the time. It means that you are truly seeing people. I was at a training recently and we were talking about the innate needs of every human. And two of those things are connection and community. And I believe in this generation that we as women have such a powerful opportunity before us to be able to be community and to make real authentic connections with people that may be with a child that may be with a group of children your own or your children's friends that may be through your connections in your peer group or outside of your peer group in your community or being a life giver in your work environment that seems very toxic or busy or draining women were called to be life givers and this breathing life and hope into someone else's life every day, that's enough. That is enough of what God is calling you to do. The second principle is what I've mentioned before, which is the Proverbs 31 woman is not a woman at any point in time. She's a woman over a lifetime. And I, as I was looking through the passage, I'm just going to note the different things that it says that she is about. But first and foremost is her husband and her family. So if you are married and if you are a mom, your number one priority is your husband and your family, even above all things else. But um, having um, your husband and your family is a priority. And the next things in line 
that were descriptive of the Proverbs 31 woman is that she has purpose in her tasks. She also works in the home or what would be considered outside the home. She has a lot of things that she's considering over her lifetime, and it's not only about her family. So see, women, if you are shamed or blamed or carrying a guilt of working inside your home or outside your home at a business or something that you love doing or that you have to do for a financial need, do not take that on as shame. Um, The Proverbs 31 woman is a woman who um, was about doing purposeful work and she was considering the fields and she was buying them and she was doing all kinds of things. But her number one priority in balancing um, the work that she's doing outside the home and in in her home is her relationship with her husband and her children. And that's what's most important is your relationship with your husband and children. In fact, as I was reading through and, and really looking at what, what it is that is descriptive of, about what she's doing. It mentioned the words wisdom. Uh, when it says that she provides for her family in weather and through um, clothing that is purple, that, that's a um, designation of lavishness. And I just have to think that she cares for her household and her family with lavishness. She loves lavishly and it's taking care of. That's the thing that um, I really come away in reading the Proverbs 31 woman is that she was someone with strength, dignity, wisdom. All of those words were used for her. Strength, dignity, and wisdom in taking care of her household, which is everyone within her influence when Proverbs was written but she was also involved outside the home. She was involved by um, being generous to the needy. So she is seeing people outside of her, her family, but she's also looking at her family and building relationships with them. So as you think about this woman over a lifetime, you're a mom of small kids. You know, don't, you don't need to be, um, worrying about doing all of these things at one time. You don't need to be worrying about being the one person who is generous to the needy um, in an organized ministry. You don't have to worry about having all of these household things that you're doing to make every room in your household like the Pinterest. That's not what, what this is talking about. It's talking about meeting the basic needs in a way that is filled with love and that you don't you don't miss the important needs of your kids and your, and your husband and yourself. That you, you are emotionally present, seeing their needs and making sure their needs get met. Now, the Proverbs 31 was not meeting every single need. It talks about her being, um, she manages the affairs of her household. That means she manages. A manager doesn't do every single task. It means you delegate. That means that you hire out if you need to. That means that you see what needs to be done and you work at making sure that it's done, but you are not the primary person who has to do all of those things. And the thing that I want to mention here is that it talks about the word of not being idle. And I looked up the word idle and and it said, spend time doing nothing, doing things without purpose or effect, something being pointless. 
Being idle is not resting. Those two things are completely different. And in our world, and I think often in our Christian world, we put this perspective upon women that um, being enough is that you're supposed to do everything for everyone and that you are never to rest, that you you have this joy and energy from the beginning of the day when you get up when it's dark out to when you go to bed and you've done all of these things she's done. Just stop. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that as a woman and a woman who, who has wisdom and dignity and strength, it means that you aren't um, without purpose. And if you're resting, because self-care is incredibly important, and if you follow my ministry at all, you know that um, I'm a big proponent of self-care. Self-care is not being idle because you have purpose in what you're doing. You have purpose in rest. But being idle is doing the things that are meaningless. And meaningless, not, um, not for self-care. Sometimes what we do for self-care is vegging out, vegging out in front of Netflix um, for an appropriate amount of time or, or scrolling through social media because it is a little bit of a brain break. But if you're spending time on social media, if you're spending time doing things while your family is wanting avoidance behavior of really doing what is needed to be done um, in, your, in your family management system of taking care of things because you're being idle, you're spending time doing nothing without purpose or reason, then you need to take that to God and you need to talk to him about that. See, everything is about balance. There's, there's a time for busyness, which is purposeful and is taking care of your family. And there's a time for rest, rest so that you can fill your soul, rest so that you can have the energy and have the emotional availability for your kids. There's a, there's a time to watch a movie and there's a time to shut it off. There's a time to flip through Facebook or look on Pinterest and there's a time to shut it off because your family or other people that God is calling you to breathe life into including those closest to you are what is your purpose. So those aren't any hard and fast rules. Those are principles. But at the end of this section of talking about Proverbs 23 is that a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. She earns the respect from her family and earning your, your respect from your family, from your children, from your husband, means that you're in a relationship with them. And that in the relationship you have together, you're respecting one another. You're pouring into each other, but you're also doing it in a way that, that is about caring for each other, which means that they also care for you. Again, there's a perception that as Christian women, we are to be all to everybody, our husband, our children, our church. We're to do it all. And that is the lie that is feeding the lie of not being enough. So I just ask you to spend some time asking God, spend some time even in Proverbs 31 yourself, asking God what he's asking you to, um, to let go of, to change, but also to have in perspective for your season as a woman. So the third principle I want to ask you about, when you start feeling that you're not enough, ask yourself a couple of questions. What are the areas where you don't feel you're enough? Is it areas of 
household management? Is it that you didn't do enough fun things with your kids? Is it that you're not meeting the needs of your extended family or you're worrying about what other people think? There are a lot of lies and a lot of perceptions we put on ourselves that drive this distraction of not being enough. And I just want to say that not being enough, that question comes from the enemy. That is a lie. That is not something that God is putting on you. And that shame is not from God. So ask yourself, what's the root cause? Do I have a problem with performance? Am I wanting to get the acceptance from someone? And even when I try to please that person, it's never enough. Those are relationship problems. Those are boundary problems. Those are inner workings that, that fuel a lot of your, um, perhaps your motivation or your behavior. Those are things to pay attention to. So thinking about where the lie comes from takes energy to really look at the lie and to be able to think about where is that coming from? And you can do part of that just through your own journaling, through your own prayer time with God. Perhaps talking about that with a mentor, with a friend, uh, or if you really feel like there's a deep root there that you need some healing from, then you seek out a counselor or a coach, someone who can really walk you through something like that. Then the fourth principle, uh, very quickly and practically, is, is a principle that I use um, in my book, Balance Busyness and Not Doing It All, and that's looking at your strengths and your lesser strengths. Are you constantly trying to fix what you feel is wrong with you, what I would call a lesser strength? We tend to call those weaknesses, but it really is just, it's something that you are capable of doing. You just don't do it that well. It's not your gift. It's not your passion. And um, most of us tend to really kind of chase that thing rather than focusing on the strengths that God has given us. Because when we do things in our strength, we feel joy. We don't feel drained. So I want to encourage you to really take a look at what your strengths are, what your lesser strengths are, and start investing in your strengths, whether it's through time management, whether it's through um, your parenting, or whether it's through activities. Um, do what fuels you, not what drains you. And then delegate the other things that are the lesser strengths and let it go. If you do want more information about that, um, again, grab my book, Balance Busyness, Not Doing It All. I cover everything in there. Um, the fifth principle about not doing enough is to balance your time on social media. Um, we are now women in a generation that has a lot of extra things put on us through social media. So those visual images, the words, the likes, the unlikes, all of those things are coming with a price. And the price is that whenever you flip open your social media page, and you see what everyone else is doing, the message that you're not enough is permeating your mind and your body and is feeding these lies you believe about yourself. So I want you to perhaps consider a social media fast, perhaps consider um, just giving yourself limited amounts of time on social media. You may even need to unfollow um, a friend of yours who causes you stress because they're oversharing and they're always showing all the great things that they're doing with their kids. And it causes you real angst and stress. It's okay to snooze them for 30 days if you're on Facebook. It's okay to be, still be their friend but unfollow them. It's okay to just set a boundary to be able to say, you know, that's okay that that's what she does, but 
I'm not mom to her kids. She's not mom to my kids. God has given you strengths to be the parent to your child. And I want to encourage you to just do that and to focus on that. So set your own limits on social media. And please don't go to social media when you're feeling down. That's not the place to go. Finally, spend some time in God's word consistently. God's word also is life-giving. And it will, it will pour into you because it is the direct word of God. Whether that's um, reading through the Psalms, doing a Bible study. There are a lot of great Bible studies out there. But God's word in itself is enough. Just pick it up. Pick it up and start reading. Asking yourself, what about God's word is telling me about his character? What's a lesson that I can learn? What's, what's something that I can really take and put into my life? Um, so you probably don't want to start in one of the books like, um, you know, First or Second Kings or something like that. Start with perhaps one of the Gospels, but just start. Make it simple. Why? Because God doesn't expect you to go to seminary to have to read the Bible and understand it. He wrote it for the common person. And the lie of having to do things perfectly is a lie. The lie of not being enough comes from somewhere, and I just want to encourage you to really think about where that's coming from. And then perhaps look at some of these tips of how to correct that. Correct it, not in a way that you have to get an A, but in giving yourself permission and grace to be exactly who God has created you to be every day for your family, for your situations, for your sphere of influence. So that's all I have today. Um, thanks for joining me here at Life, Faith, and Family Beyond the Storybook Image and Life Beyond the Picket Fence. Subscribe to my blog. I have a brand new easy way for you to subscribe and you get, um, you get access to my resource page, which has a free ebook, 10 Ways Busy Women Find Rest, and a prayer sheet and another downloadable graphic on five ways to heal hurt. But you can now subscribe very easily by texting 345-345, and you text the word FLEDGE. So text the word FLEDGE to 345-345. You should get a link that subscribes you to my email list and that access page. You can also just subscribe by going to my website, brendayoder.com, and click on the tab that says freebies, or you can put your information in any one of the pop-ups. You can follow me on Instagram, Brenda Yoder Speaks, Facebook, Brenda Yoder Speaker, and um, I look forward to sharing more with you about life, faith, and family beyond the storybook image.